We have been discussing mental health a lot on the program lately, and we are going to continue that conversation this morning. Late last month on the program, we talked to three mothers who have been seeking greater mental health supports for their daughters, but have run into roadblocks. Since then, as you heard on London Live with Mike Stubbs, there have been some developments that have given some hope, but by no means is the issue settled. Today on the program, we will talk to an 18-year-old woman, Michaela Geller, the daughter of Jeannie Geller, who we talked to previously. She approached us about sharing her story, and I think her story is an important one. Michaela struggles with severe mental illness and recently turned 18, and of great concern is what comes next as she's now legally an adult. Her family has fought for her to get into a facility that could help her, but have been told the wait list is 12 to 18 months. Michaela's story is an important one, but it could also be triggering for some, so please be warned that the conversation we are about to have is very frank about the issue at hand. I greatly appreciate Michaela's bravery in sharing her story. She joins us now. Thanks for your time today. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share my story. Well, it's a brave thing to do, and I think it could help a lot of people. Uh, What made you want to share your story with me today? Well, um, I've been through a lot um, through the mental health system, and uh, honestly, it's just been a very hard journey of um, no matter how hard someone advocates for you or advocate for yourself, um, you just can't seem to get the help you need. What What is that like? Is it, is it like swimming upstream constantly? It must be uh, tiring at times. Um, yeah, it definitely makes you feel hopeless. Like, um, my mom actually, a few days ago, um, t- told me that FEMAP, one of the outpatient resources that I started applying for in April of 2022, said I was not eligible for treatment because I needed more intense treatment than they could provide. And, you know, it makes me feel hopeless because how am I supposed to get better if no one will take me? It's like I'm, it's like I'm being expected to figure out on my own how to cope when that's what the programming is supposed to do. Would you be comfortable at all maybe explaining um, you have severe OCD, maybe explaining your condition, what what a, what a, a day is like for you? Well, I remember, like, for example, when I was staying at the shelter, um, things were really hard for me. I, you know, I'd be fine. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be fine. And then the next second, my my thoughts would be telling me I needed to go buy razors or something bad is going to happen to my family or um, I need to like swallow something or go to a place like the railroad tracks and sit there for a certain amount of hours until um, I complete that OCD thought or compulsion and it honestly it takes up my whole day and it really inhibits me from living my life the way I, I need to 
I appreciate you sharing with me. I know it was not difficult, and uh, I think it helps explain uh, to people listening in terms of just how important it is to get you the help that you want, that you're seeking out, that is not easily attainable, but should be uh, for all people to to get the help that they want. What would you like to see happen? In a perfect scenario, what would be that outcome? Well, um, I would like to see programming open op- opening up for people who are um, ages like 16 to 20 because, like, for example, me, I wasn't able to get into the youth program youth programs because of the wait list and you know I when I turned because I would be turning 18 I wasn't eligible for the youth programs either so I I really didn't have any option and I really had nowhere to turn to honestly I was just like somebody to take responsibility for my care other than my parents. Um, I want the adequate care I should have gotten the first time I started seeking help. And I I want to receive treatment of thoughts that consume me every day. Uh, turning 18 should be uh, an exciting time for all people. It's, it's, a, it's a big turning of the page. For you, was there some some trepidation, some some a bit of uh, fears associated with not knowing what comes next, knowing some of the difficulties you've had already, just trying to get the help that really you do deserve. Well, um, honestly, like you know, I'm at the hospital right now where I'm isolated because they have exhausted all the options, um, and knowing that I'm an adult now, I'm afraid that. I'm just going to be going through the same cycle again. Michaela, is there anything else uh, you wanted to add? Um, yeah, actually, I'd like to kind of share my story and what I've been through. Um, so around the age of 12, I began experiencing severe anxiety and panic attacks that I couldn't explain. Um, it was honestly like I woke up one morning and my entire life was surrounded by anxiety. My parents um, began taking me to the hospital in the hopes of finding me some help after I had told them about my cell phone. Um, but back then, they had just told me I had BPD traits and sent me home from the hospital. I did see a therapist once a month, but it was ineffective. Um, and when I reached high school, Everything got worse. I had so much more anxiety and more panic attacks. And then, of course, COVID happened. Um, School actually became too much to me to the point where I had to opt out. Um, And then I fell into a really big depression after my mom became ill. Um, My parents would consistently take me to the hospital and crisis center. It actually got to the point where my parents were told to keep me away from the hospital and the crisis center because I was going so much, and that's what they thought was right for me. That brought me to a point in my life where I felt my only option was to flee the things that made me anxious. And as a result, I actually left home and went to a youth shelter. 
my problems were getting worse. Um, so I kept talking to the doctors at the hospital about my intrusive behaviors and thoughts um, where they actually diagnosed me with OCD, which gave me some relief because I was finally, it was finally an explanation for how I was feeling. Um, but it was, I started doing dangerous things like going to bridges and railroad tracks and swallowing magnets to radios and batteries. And at this point, I was kicked out of the shelter because um, there weren't enough resources for my mental health. I go to the hospital and they send me home because they assumed I was doing it for attention. You know, it was a big stigma around mental health. And my mom took me to the hospital actually one time after the first time I had swallowed the battery and they did catch me because they said the children's mental health force not have the adequate care for me. Um, currently at the hospital where I'm isolated in a room because they've exhausted all the uh, you know, I'm, I'm an adult now and I'm afraid I'll have to just restart everything and you know all the advocation I've done for myself all again. It's a strong message and one that I hope uh, people hear. Uh, Michaela, appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Devin. That is Michaela Geller.